bringing their problems to me for as long as I can remember. I have one of those faces that just says, tell me what's going on. And now I have one of those podcasts that says, go ahead, tell me what's going on. Welcome to Mess in Progress. Hey guys, welcome to Mess in Progress with myself, Gina Brion, and my lovely co-host, Catherine G. Mendoza. Hello, hello. I had a people. Oh, I forgot to do my, my gatherings. I had a people. I paused thinking you would naturally do it, but I forgot. That was my bad. <laughs> Please say hi to the people. Hi, people. I was going to do it, but then I was like, something doesn't feel. Yeah. <laughs> Something's missing, Jayla. Did your pregnancy brain stall again? It did. My pregnancy brain was on a serious stall right now. So unfortunately for whoever watches this, you... I'm going to say something that if you want to actually, well, you're, if you're listening, you're not going to see it. But if you take the time and go watch the video whenever it's yeah. up, you'll see. Now, Gina, uh, should I wear these earrings or these earrings? You win your earring choices. I like the little ones. They're cute and they match your shirt. These? All right, all right. Yeah, okay. They match your shirt, which I appreciate the Daria and Rolo shirt. I like that. Right. Thank you. By my friend, Tony Peralta. I like it because he has a whole bunch of them. But this one just felt the most me. Like, you know what I mean? I have, he has one that's like, Selena, you've seen it. That I have in my house as a painting. But if I'm going to wear it on my person. No, the Daria shirt. I love Daria. I have a Daria hat. I have Daria shirts. I've I've been a big fan of her uh, cynical ways of being. (laughs) I used to, I had a shirt that I never wore. I think I gave it away because it was like Daria and there was like a rainbow and she's holding her hands out like this, and the rainbow's coming from her hands, and underneath her it says, I hate everybody. And I was like, damn, I can't wear that joint because some butthurt sensitive person is going to be like, what is that supposed to mean? Somebody's going to be like, but I'm part of everybody. <laughs> but I'm with everybody. You see, but this is the thing. People, then there's people like me who will go, Oh my God, where'd you get that shirt? Yeah, right. Then people are like, yo, that shirt is fly. And then there's people that would write in to the t-shirt gods and complain. <laughs> so, okay. I have, okay. I had a thought yesterday. Jeez. Right. So this is, this is not only a thought I've had yesterday, but I've had it many times. And yesterday was my niece's second birthday. Oh, happy birthday. I know, right? Had I remembered. Because <laughs> I know for a fact, I remember nobody's birthdays. Like, unless it's my three sisters who I grew up with in the house, my mom, and maybe like a first boyfriend. You know what I mean? Or maybe like a you know first. What? You know what? I do get that. I'm not even gonna lie. I had to ask my husband his birthday yesterday. So like, I'm not even gonna front. Like, I think people take remembering birthdays too seriously. Because like, when people forget my birthday, I don't get butthurt. I'm like, yeah, of course you got. You got other things in your life. I forget everybody's birthday. Everybody across the board except my twin sister because we have the same birthday. That's the only birthday I don't forget. But people get hella butthurt if yeah. you forget their birthday or the kid's birthday or the man's birthday or whatever. And I'm like, I can't. That's your man, first of all. Yeah. But my thing How am I supposed to care about his birthday? There is limited space in here, and his birthday is never good. Listen, 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 listen. I'm your homegirl, but if your man's birthday is on my 
Exactly. What you're going to do with your homegirl remembers your man's birthday. Because if some girl would have said to me, oh, Jeremy's birthday is November 24th. You don't remember that? I'd have been like, oh, word, but you do? Right. See, I think you could say, you could say, I know Jeremy's the Sag. See, because that's okay. That's acceptable. But you can't know exactly. I would still even be like, why you know my man's a Sag? Why you know his sign, though? You be checking his horoscope? You trying to really <laughs> leaving me? Is this what you're trying to find out? It depends if they close to you or not. Because if they not, you, you ask those questions. If they yeah. close to you, it's really because... Like, if you were to say he's a Sag, I'd be like, all right, Kat knows that. That's her thing. Right. Well, also, because when you first got together, I was like, Sag, Aries, is this going to work? I have to think about, as homegirl territory, you got to think. Does this work? Yep. You know what I mean? So I, I remember that. Plus, I like Sagittarius. So I was like, that's a good sign. Yeah. Like, had he been a Scorpio, you would have probably been like, girl. Oh, <laughs> uh, we better think about this. Girl, can I have a moment with you alone, please? <laughs> Wait, you know, about this. Dude, I, and I feel bad about the birthday thing. Yeah. I just, because I, because especially with my nieces, like, and they're little, you know? I feel like I think it just sucks that I have to remember people's birthdays. I know that sounds so messed up of me. I just feel like this obligation is not fair. Like, I just... It's, I, it's, not, it's like, yo, tell me when it's your birthday. Just tell me, my man. Like, yeah, or, or you could tell me, a, like, a month in advance. Like, yo, you know, my birthday's coming up in a month. Now... I'm not even going to be rude and ask you, what day is that? I'm going to then go on the Google and <laughs> we'll look it up. The Google, and I'm going to be like, a month from this very date? <laughs> As in today is the 17th, so next month on the 17th would be your birthday then? <laughs> I give people hints. I go, I tell people, you know, like, um, Jennifer Lopez was born on July 24th. We have the same birth date, just I'm from, I'm June. I just told oh, you my nice, birthday. Nice, yo. You nice with it. I just told you my birthday. I'm very Aries about it. You're very cancer about it. Because I'm like, April 7th. <laughs> I'm just like, that's my birthday. <laughs> April 7th. <laughs> if you don't remember, I will remind you in the month of April that my birthday is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, I, I also feel like it's a memory thing. Yeah. Why? Like... I think I store important details. Now that's gonna sound mean because you would say, oh. Well, my birthday's not important to you. No, hope my birthday is. That's when I was created. I'm sorry. I think another thing is because my mom, like she, you know, being from like a third world country, um, well, I don't know if it's third world anymore. I feel like it was third world when she was born, but then again. But then- now it's like two and a half world. I get it. No, now everything's first world 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 to, to yeah. the United States. Everything else is first world. Even third world countries are like, we got clothes now. We first world. Uh, and not only that, because when I was little, I was such a little snot nose. I remember the one time I told my mom I thought that they still lived in huts. And I got the tate quieto slap. Wow. You got I know. People slap. <laughs> Damn, Catherine. <laughs> I was also, around the same time, I, I also heard that I said that um, we lived in the United States of Brooklyn and that everything was Brooklyn. So, 
young Catherine either really stupid or really stupid. Really specific, <laughs> because I can understand that as a kid. Like, when I was a kid, <laughs> I think we were going, I, forget, I think we were going to PR when I was a kid. And like, I, I opened up the window in the airplane. And I think I said to my dad, I was like, are we still in America? <laughs> oh, that's logical. Yeah, where I was like, are we, like, it's just, little kids are going to ask those questions where it's like, hey, what technically defines America right now? Right. Are we still in America? <laughs> You're going to sit there like, well, according to the Jones Act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Father, if you could answer these uh, three questions for me. One, are we still in America? What defines America? And is there a United States of Brooklyn? I would like to know. I uh, may encounter a girl one day that thinks that there is a United States of Brooklyn. <laughs> well, we all did dumb stuff like that as a kid, yo. And yeah. what's funny is that when you think about it, there was John Mulaney, I think, has this really great bit about how much pressure is on kids to remember stuff. And kids are just like, yo, uh, he's like, if a kid could verbalize like what you're asking me to write down in this test, I just learned a few days ago, I have a tiny brain and there's a lot of stuff going in there. I don't remember it. Cause his whole point was that I don't know is not a proper answer for a kid, but it should be. It should be. I like, mean, he says, I don't know. Oops, I dropped something. I'm getting violent. I'm getting violent over there. Catherine's just knocking stuff down. I was like, I know. <laughs> I know. Why doesn't it work for adults too? Uh, but you see, that's what I was going to say. So my mother being from Ecuador literally is one of those people, and there's a lot, who have two birthdays. Yes, my ex's mom had two birthdays. June, June 6th and June 14th. Which one's her real birthday? She tells me all the time. I can't remember, but when we were little, she made us celebrate. Oh, now I forget my ex's mother, mother's um, explanation as to why there were two birthdays. Oh, because like, you know, like when it came to documentation, that wasn't necessarily one of the most important things. Or in my mother's case, I hear that my grandfather was drunk and they get no sabía la fecha. Wow. <laughs> that is that is some old school we gave birth in a barn type joint like <laughs> or the 24th it was one of those days and it was always within the same like week for, for at least my family but my tia had the wrong year yeah there's some people with the wrong you're just trying to lie about our age yo tell your tia stop playing yo <laughs> your tia's trying to play us all <laughs> She is, she is. No, I feel like that's messed up, though. Like, because if my mom would have done that, I mean, if that would have happened here in the United States, I would not make my children celebrate both days. Because that's like, damn. <laughs> damn. And my mom is a Gemini, so I think each one of them wanted a day. Well, she was born on one day as one side of her personality, and then the other side of her personality was born on the next Two day. days later. Yo, and to this day, she still wants a phone call for both days. Yeah. You can send her one gift. But you must call her for both days. It's annoying. It would make sense if your birth, if your two birthdays were the day you were conceived and your birthday. You'd be like, this is the day I was created, literally, and then this is the day I was birthed. That's kind of weird if like your parent knew the day you were. No, seriously. I never try to calculate the math and be like Wait, wait, what month is yours? April. 
No, your conception. Mark. I don't know. I would have to go back from my birth. I've never calculated it. I would have to go back. Math. The nine months. Yeah, what's nine months? I don't. Guys, you're about to watch us or hear us. Let's hear us struggle with math right now. Seven, six. Wait, hold up. March. Wait, hold up. Right? the April? Wait, hold on. What's before February? January. All right. December. November. October. September. They both in September. Wait, no. No, no. Not September. I was missing a month. Wait, not September. August. In August, I think. If anybody actually knows math and doesn't have to count on their fingers, somebody please give me an idea of when back in the 19th, end of 1970s, I was born in 1980, I guess. So I was 1980 into whatever, like whatever. I was like born, must have been 79 into 80. They were boning and I was conceived somewhere. You were a 70s bone. I was a 70s bone and an 80s baby. What? <laughs> <laughs> that? The duality in my life is crazy, son. Because <laughs> not me. I was the 87 bone. Okay. And then an 88 baby. Oh. So mine would have been in October. And mine is easy, though, because I'm born in June, which is exactly six. So I didn't have to, I didn't have to do six months because I knew the first six months of the year. And then I just was like, okay, there's three months after that. So <laughs> I was like, oh, but my thing is, so yours is August. Yeah. Around August. Yours is a summer seventies bone. Mine is a fall bone. Think about that. It's different weather. It's cold. You need, you need a boo to keep you warm. Yeah, was trying to get that boo in the, the fall. Yeah, she was she was coughing. That's a coughing. coughing. That was coughing. Oh. Mom Dukes. Wow. Geo, she was like, let's do this around fall. I'm trying to get me a baby. <laughs> let's, let's cough it up. <laughs> That's great. Nobody, I've never thought of that before. I've never thought. In what month was I conceived? <laughs> what was I conceived? When was I conceived? When? But here's the thing. When is that like too creepy to tell your kid? Oh yeah, I hope my kid never figures it out. I hope he never goes back <laughs> nine months. Like when he's a when he's like a smart ass teenager and he thinks he knows better than everybody else and they start teaching him sex ed and he's like, wait a minute, mom, when is my what birthday? month is it? What month is it? He's allegedly arriving in July. No, no, no. What month would that have been? Girl, you asked me to count back. You just seem to struggle with my birthday. What's before October? September. September, so we would have yeah. bowled in September. Mm-hmm. Because like that's the seventh month, and then after, then there's extra four. I'm like, what was I doing in September? Boning. <laughs> Apparently, that's it. You want to know why that's <laughs> funny? Listen to this episode. My son one day is gonna listen to this episode and be like, "Damn, mom, you you just airing your business out like that." If he's anything like me and he's a drama nerd, he's gonna be like, "I curse it." That day in September. That the day. <laughs> that September day. <laughs> when I was conceived. <laughs> that is some dramatic Shakespeare-like shit, if there oh, ever was. I already expect so much drama from this baby. I expect so much drama. And babies in general are so dramatic. 
They are. Like, are dramatic. Like, to the point where you want to be like, stop with all the drama. Because <laughs> like you want to say it? Yeah, just like, stop. Stop with all the, what's with the drama? Stop it. Tell me, tell me what you need. And I've seen people talk to their kids like that, and I get it, where it's like, stop all this. Stop all this crying crap. Which, which, what do you need? Tell me what you need. That's why. That right there is why there are certain little kids who they go to daycare, and then they're going to look at another little kid and go, stop with all this. Yeah, they're going to go, <laughs> what's, with the, what's with the drama? They're going to tell the teacher, what's with the drama? And they're going to call you in to learn this. They're going to be like, ma'am, we must tell you that little cancer baby is very sassy. Yeah. He's very sassy. He wanted to know what was with the drama this week. And I'm just like, oh, oh, well, what was with the drama? <laughs> if you could actually clarify that for the both of us, that would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> so well, do we want to a little bit soon? Soon. We do, but um, who's our guest? Our guest is the one and only Francisco Ramos, very good friend of mine, fellow comedian and actor. He has a lot of experience in the acting world, much more than I even knew. Actually, I I did do my research because I do my research on people, and uh, I was like, oh man, he's been in a, a lot of things. So I'm hoping we get to discuss a lot of the stuff that's coming up for him. And a lot of the stuff that he's already done, because he's done some really cool projects. Yeah, um, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting because, like, not that we didn't do research before, but um, I feel like now there's just more time on our hands. So yeah. it's very different the amount of time you actually get to stalk someone and then say, it's for research purposes. It's like, for research purposes. We're just trying to... <laughs> like, everything. I've never... I, I, I have to, I Google them so I can find an image. And I'm like, yo, I seem obsessed with this person. Google thinks that for today, I am obsessed with Francisco Ramos. You know what I mean? Or like- All your stuff is gonna show up Francisco Ramos. Everything, like I, I feel like, but even then realizing that like, um, cause he, which we'll talk about, he's actually in a um, animated series. Yeah. I feel like when, when you watch those, you don't necessarily think of the voice of every single person on the show. And so to meet somebody who is on a show, you go, oh, interesting. Didn't know that was your voice. Yeah. There's been I, plenty of projects that even the, the fluffy guy has been in and that I didn't realize. And I'm just watching, I'll be watching a, an animated film and I'll be like, that's Gabe's voice. I'm like, that's, that's Gabe. And then I got to look up the cast and be like, is Gabe really on this? Because if not, I'm going to fight somebody that sounds just like my friend. <laughs> but enough, yeah. also, you go down the black hole of the other people on the show or yeah. on, in the film because you go, oh, I didn't know that was so-and-so's voice. You know, or the worst is when it's an, it's an actor that you know the voice. Yes. In it. You can't place the face. That's the worst. That drives me nuts. Jeremy's the type, like my husband's the type to whip out his phone in the middle of a movie theater and look up who the actor is. Yo, he be doing all that joy. Like he'll try to find the actor right away and be like, oh, it's so-and-so. And then it's never just, oh, it's so-and-so. Then it's always oh, so-and-so. Remember they were in this movie and this movie and I'm like, I don't need their resume, bruh. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to watch this movie, son. This is when I would become a mom because I would dead be like, apagame el teléfono. 
<risa> Oslo. Tierra. ¿Por qué tienes esta luz puesta? Yo, I'm telling, and his luz is bright, 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 son. It's like, how many levels of the sun do you need <laughs> inside your phone? Because this is ridiculous. I don't have a bright phone, like just normally. So somebody who has a really bright screen, always like, I just always feel attacked. Yeah. You know, because you're just like, why? Oh, why? I think our guest is here. Oh, yeah. oh. oh, I'm about to do something so grown up. Oh my God. I'm about to do something so grown up and add our guest. <laughs> hey, Francisco. I'm like, yay. Hey, sorry yay, about that. You, yay. I was looking for the the email for the for actual, like, yeah. yeah I think sorry. What I start doing is like sending a reminder with the Zoom link. I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> Not worried. So, How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, you know, uh, being here, nothing, you know, what else? I mean, we're just stuck here, you know, kind of thing, you know, getting yeah. around, walking, but pretty much just being here. Right now, the time when you know if somebody says they can't talk to you, it's because they really don't want Oh, yeah, they don't like it. Or when people oh, say, like, oh, I'm busy. I'm like, what What are you doing? I mean, there's busy doing what? You, there's nothing. To, yeah. <laughs> are you but it's funny that I'm still late, even if I, that's a Latino in me, that even with a Zoom call, I'm still late. <laughs> still have to come in late. Yeah. Well, it's nice to meet you, Francisco. Hi. We talked through email, but, like, not actually met. And, like, I told Gina... The amount of stalking that I've had to do up on you feels like I know you, but it's kind of <laughs> well. Sorry, I mean you didn't need to stalk me. I you could just ask me. <laughs> so, sir, where exactly are you from? <laughs> I'm kidding. I know Google tells me everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank Sorry. you for joining us on the podcast. Um, a little bit of history: me and Francisco met on the comedy scene. I'm actually not even sure where did we first meet. I don't know if you remember because I, I, I think where we met. I, I think, I mean, either, I mean, it's got to be either New York or LA or, you know, like, I think either I met you when you were, you know, when you come here to work and, and then sometimes I ran into you with New York when I was there, you know, doing stuff, you know, but we definitely, I think the most time that we hung out was when we were in Montreal. Yeah, that was, that so was like amazing. the, that was the thing that we, uh, where we bonded. Yeah, we did. Well, we were there for so many weeks together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A month, right? Is Pretty much Montreal a month. like a big deal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a cool thing. I mean, for me, it was my first time. I know Gina has been there before, but for me, it was my first time. So it was, uh, it was actually cool that the way that it for me was because the fact that I got to go there first and kind of experience the the city and the actual festival without being all crazy, and also to hang out with like you know, Gina and then, you know, and other people, the other comics that were there that I didn't know before. And that was pretty, that was actually very cool. It let me like kind of like settle in when they, before the craziness happened. That's what's fun about doing, because we were doing the ethnic shows together and you're there like almost three weeks before the actual festival begins. So yeah. you're doing almost this pre-festival and it's, it's us and a whole lineup of comics. Um, I'm trying to remember who else was on the lineup with us. It was, uh, well, Orny Adams. Uh, so if it was Orny, then that means it was Orny and... Um, um, Mateo Lane. Mateo, Orny. And, Mateo. Oh, and then uh, Lu Luiso. Go. Luiso, Luiso, yes. Yeah, yeah. Our, our, uh, one of our buddies. Um, and then Maz. 
Oh, Maz Giovanni. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, had, we had such a great lineup. What yeah, it was great. What year? Yeah. About two years ago, I think, right? Yeah. Or, or something like that. Yeah. I think it was like, like around. Two years ago. And it was, I mean, Montreal is one of my favorite places to go. And then when you're with your friends and you're with people you know and you're hanging out for three weeks before the industry gets there, before it gets really intense and, you know, everybody's <laughs> under a microscope and you're being watched. You have those three weeks to hang out in Montreal, go yeah. to eat, and and just have an amazing time. So like, we had such a blast. Out yeah, there. and no, it was uh, cool because we got to hang, actually do stuff. It wasn't like because I think everybody was still on the same page of hanging out. Not like yeah. sometimes you go with comics and they're like, no, I want to do my own thing. But we were all like going to breakfast together. We all to lunch. We walked. We went to the. We went to that spot. Remember. Man, you know, we, that's we, fine. We, we went to a spa together. Yeah. We was we was living the high life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now. <laughs> now I'm in the spa, my bathroom. <laughs> yeah, now the only spa guys when I just turn the hot water on and get humid. <laughs> right, that's the only when I overheat in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Get foggy. I'm like, I'm at a spa. Francisco, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did you get started in comedy? Uh well, I. Uh, I would say I started because I was doing, I learned, I graduated from finance and international business. So completely different, you know, and I, you know, I went to school, graduated and I started working and I used to live in DC, Maryland area. And uh, I was working there and I, uh, that's when I first realized that I didn't like what I was doing. And that's where I always said I had like a quarter life crisis. I was like, oh, this is, I got to find something that fills me up. And that's when I started doing, you know, like my, my, self-therapy research of like i went to barnes and noble started reading self-help books and how to find like what do i like to do and that always led to you know making people laugh and comedy and that's the first reason and that's when i first started like i did like an improv class in dc and that's how it kind of got into the whole thing so wow. it was just through that it was just basically not not being happy with what i was doing and feeling that something was missing yeah, that's that's really really yeah, because it wasn't, I wish I was tell people, like, I wish I knew before. I mean, it would have been, you know, all the time that I would have known, or I would have gotten so much, you know, better, quicker, you know, if I started younger. But for me, it was more of a, of a thing that I decided to be like, yeah, I don't, I just felt like, because I would see other people that were really happy with what they were doing. And I was like, I want to be like that, you know, and that's what kind of led to me trying to, and comedy was a thing. Oh. Yeah. That's actually a really positive, like, way <laughs> in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also, I tell people, like, it's one of, because, well, to me, why I would tell people is, like, the, 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 the sad thing for me was when I would tell my friends that, because when I first, I took an improv class in the, at, the, at the DC Improv, never done anything, you know, artistic, but the first time that I, and that's one of the things, the first time that I did it, I was like, whoa, I'm, I, I want to do this again. And I think I'm better than the average, you know, like, because I was always like for sports, for example, I was always not, not good or not bad. I was in the middle, but I was never like good. But for when I did a comedy improv, I was like, whoa, I'm a little better than the other people, you know, not to, you know, it's just a thing that, you know, that you're like, oh man, I'm a little, it's not to be arrogant. And that's one of the few. So I did that for a year. And then that's when I decided to go like, hmm, I need to, uh, I think if I want to do this for real, I need to move to either New York or LA. And uh, so when I decided to move to LA, I started telling people, and one of the first things that I, all my friends said 
all the time where it's like, oh, I can't believe you have the balls to do that. And I was, sometimes I would feel sad to them because I'd be like, there's, I'm, you know, you could do the same thing, you know, like if whatever, whatever your dream is, you know, you can still do it. I'm, you know, we're young, we can do it. I don't have a kid. I don't have to take care of my parents. Why not? You know? Where were you moving from? Like before from, from, uh, from DC, Maryland. That's where I, I, I lived. And that's when I, you know, I, and I, uh, cause I drove, I drove, I took my car and drove from DC, Maryland to LA, like in four days with a friend of mine that helped me. I'm glad that he did it because if I, if he didn't come with me, I would have like turned back. But the fact oh, wow. that he was there, I think him, cause I remember one, the first night we stayed in some hotel and I remember going to, it's like typical movie. I was in the bathroom, looking at myself in the mirror and crying like, what the fuck, what am I doing? Oh my God, I'm gonna, you know, but, but because I had my friend there, I feel like I can't, after he just basically not asked for a vacation to help me, I, I felt obligated. Yeah. So that helped me kind of like, well, I got to push forward, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I totally get that. Cause I feel like myself, it would be harder. But if Gina was like, get in the car, I would yeah. be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. You have somebody it's, there to keep you like on track and yes. make sure that your fear doesn't get the best of you. Cause I think a lot of people would have turned around a lot of people. Oh yeah. Wanted. I mean, cause comedy is one of those things where, if you talk to a rational person, they're going to be like, wait, yeah, what are you, yeah. your job and you're leaving. You don't get paid? Job. You don't get paid at all? Okay. For a job that doesn't pay you and you got to work really hard to get any kind of respect or any kind of money instead of a job that has benefits where you will yeah. definitely be able to pay your bills. There's nothing logical about what we do. And not even like, like in my position where I was like, I, was, I already had a job. I already was making good money and I could have made even more money if I... But I, I basically go on like, no, this is, it wasn't, because sometimes you hear comics that like, oh, they had uh, nothing else. So they went, you know, but for me, I did have, I mean, I, I just, I, like you said, it's even more crazy to go like, yeah, yeah I want to go from something stable and easy and to really put myself in this. But, but to me, that's, the, that's what I actually gravitated to because it's one of the things that I tell people, like when you, you, you have to force yourself to put yourself in bad positions because that's when you realize, oh, man, I'm stronger than I thought I was. But if you never put yourself in position, a lot of people are always stuck in a bubble, you know. So they like to be in that. And especially the older you get, the more you don't want to get out of that bubble, you yeah, know. Cause, so uh, so that, that's what they mean. But you put yourself in that position, you, and that's what happened to me. In the first, it was tough the first couple of months I was in L.A. and I didn't know what I was doing. But then you start going slowly like, oh, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And, you, and it gives you confidence. It gives you that, 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 that oh, okay, I, I do have it in me kind of thing. Yeah. What's your sign? I need to know. Uh, Sagittarius. Hey, he's a Sag like my hubby. Oh. <laughs> That's why yeah. I was like, she's going to be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> why, why? Did you, did you know that I, that's what I was supposed to? No, I, that's the oh, one okay. I didn't look up. That's the, uh, I was like, okay. I'm going to let him tell me. Okay, okay. <laughs> she was like, I want to be, we always ask people their sign. It's something that we've become somewhat obsessed with. We <laughs> everybody's into it. Like, we've had people, like, roll their eyes and be like, whatever. But it's <laughs> something that we became obsessed with. And Catherine yeah. has a lot more knowledge about it than I do. But a lot of random knowledge that I use to find a way to, like, when we're talking about somebody, now we're doing it in an astrology way. So it's like, yeah. you know, because he's a Sagittarius. <laughs> well i think it does sometimes i mean i do read the horoscope here and there and i you know i do agree with some i mean I, 
it does sometimes feel like, oh, the people that are some kind of sign, it, it's why it, it kind of proves in a way why they're that way or something. I don't know. I mean, it could There's be BS or not, but I think. That makes sense, especially the way that Catherine explained it to me the first time we had this conversation. <laughs> she's talking about, like, if there's scientific proof that the moon can affect what happens to your body because that makes sense. 90% water. So yeah. why wouldn't you think that the other planetary alignments would mean any wouldn't have an effect on you? And when it's yeah. explained that way, you go, they were. That's true. That's how I convince everybody. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Don't believe in science. And yeah. that's okay too. You cannot yeah. believe in science. That's why. It's the same thing with like uh, I done. I started doing more uh, meditation a lot, and one of the things that that I do, I do this app and, you know, a lot of things they, uh, they say, it's like, it's science is proven that when they look in the, in your brain with an MRI or all this, like somebody who does meditation, they just are better. You know, it's just, it just, it's a healthier thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is, you know, it, it is a thing that's proven science. So, yeah. So I'm going to keep using that argument with the horoscope. Yeah. With the keep using that argument because it works uh, very well. Now, you, were you raised in Maryland? Because I didn't even realize that you were from Maryland. No, yeah. Well, I grew up in Maryland, and then I was born in Venezuela. And I moved. we moved to Maryland uh, when I was uh, 12. 12, yeah. That's when I was in sixth grade. And then we moved there because my mom, uh, she got a job at the Pan American Health Organization. And, uh, and that's why we moved. When me, my dad, my sister, and me, we moved there. Uh, it was supposed to be a two-year contract thing, but then kept getting renewed and then we stayed and and that's so i moved to the u.s when i was uh you know 12 basically wow, wow. Yeah. what was that transition like like coming from venezuela again really hard you know because imagine moving to being a 12 year old kid you know and or a child and then moving to a different school it doesn't matter you know just already tough but then moving to a different country where you don't know the language and you don't know the culture and all that stuff so for me, it was really hard because also I didn't want to go. I was at that point where I was like, started going out and having, we started going to like parties with girls, you know, you know, we're like, ah, oh, I have my friends and, and then, hey, sorry, we got to go. And then, so it was really tough, especially not knowing the language the first six months. And my mom put me in a little private school because she still wanted to be in a Catholic private school, you know, and then, and so she put me in that one and then, but that one didn't, I didn't know that until later, like uh, public schools, they actually had like an ESL stuff. Yeah. No. So I never experienced that. I, I'm, so I, I, for me, it was different because this school was basically one grade per class. So that's it. So then there's one teacher per class. So this teacher had to teach the class. So she couldn't teach me. There was nobody else teaching me. Wow. So what I would do, I would just basically sit in the back and you know you know and try to listen and learn and the whole sixth grade was like that where i would just basically don't you know would just sit there don't do anything and that's it and kind of like i would learn and i learned just by being in the environment but it was very tough not knowing anything wow you feel like you used any type of media to like with english especially because i know my mom she learned a lot of english through us which was probably the worst english you could <laughs> um and then like television she would yeah. watch and listen to a lot of music and she that's like it's so weird sometimes she loses her accent if she's listening to music oh uh, yeah yeah. She'll sing it the way that the song sounds it, and I'm like, yeah that's interesting yeah no no i did i mean i watched you know a lot of tv yeah so i would 
and from remember Saved by the Bell was one of those things that I would watch. I think I watched so much of it, which was also weird for me because I would watch that also in Venezuela. And then when I moved here, I would then I would feel like, oh, because I thought it was TV. So I would think it wasn't real, where it was like the jocks and the preps and the nerds and all this stuff. And then I go to school and I see the, the same thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is not I thought it was fake. It's like there's actually everybody's like oh, yeah. well, and there's lockers and all this stuff. And I was like, wow. So funny. So I was like, I didn't know clicks existed. Yeah. Me neither. I mean, because Ven- we had it when we were little in Venezuela too, but it was I never but it wasn't that way. It wasn't set up as as like how they, you know, like so distinctive how they do it, like in the TV show, you know, where you're like, Oh, here's a nerd, here's a stuff, and then I'm like, Oh my god, there those you're like, there's the dog kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Clearly identifying them. That's so funny that you brought up that point, Kat, about learning from media because that's what my grandmother did. My grandmother came from PR, she didn't speak any English, and she learned by watching I Love Lucy. And she loved mm-hmm. to watch I Love Lucy because they had a Cuban character. So she loved hearing the Spanish. And yeah. she would always get excited when she would hear Spanish, which I think when your first language is Spanish and you're learning English, anytime you hear Spanish on an American TV show or Anytime it's, you hear it, it, yeah. you're just like, oh, oh, that was yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, oh my god, like, oh, I want to, yeah, it's like a little trigger. I don't even have to look at the subtitles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking of that, then we have to bring up, um, so we binged, I binged yesterday, the day before, Hente Five. Oh, cool. Nice. Yes. And it's something like that, because I noticed, I really enjoyed the fact that the entire series had a good balance of both languages. Yeah, yeah. A really good balance. Yeah, I really liked how it, what they did. They were really, I mean, I was, uh, they were so cool to work with. I mean, because first of all, they're the two creators, uh, Marvin and, and Linda. They're, uh, they're like us, you know, like they're literally like, not just because they're Latinas, but also like how I say they're like us because in terms of like how they just had an idea, they didn't have uh, connections in Hollywood or anything like that. They just did it. They just did it and they and they sold it, you know. So to me, that's so, I feel so connected with them because, you know, that's what we're doing. We're trying to write shows, try to ideas and, and they did it. And then, so then working with them, I think they just, it was so like, it's like doing like a sketch. It's like me when, when me and Gina are working, doing like little sketch or doing little videos, it's kind of, it was kind of like that, but in a bigger level, but it was the same thing. So for them, they allowed me, when I got the part, they allowed me to, for example, like when I speak Spanish in the show, I speak like with a Venezuelan accent mm-hmm. and that wasn't supposed to be the thing there. It was supposed, I think it was, he was supposed to be a guy from Honduras or Guatemala or something like that. And I came with that, trying to do that accent. I was like, yeah. and I, and then he told me, uh, Marvin's like, oh, I just talk like you, you know, and then that made it even better because it's more authentic. You know? That's so yeah. great. I was actually going to ask you if they had ever asked you to change your accent because that, has happened on projects before yeah when i was on the connors the guy the oh yeah mexican character which i was gonna do that or i was I gonna was be so that guy when i found that out yeah it could have been me and francisco i know they had a dialect person there to oh. a mexican accent because he had a very puerto rican accent yeah mm. he had a very puerto rican accent so they yeah. had a dialect person there to help him with it and yeah. um I was curious when, when I saw your, your role, I was like, I wonder if they asked him to try to switch up his accent. Like, at yeah, I know. Oh, and I was coming with that and, yeah. you know, and I, which to me, I mean, it wouldn't, I mean, I would have tried, I, I don't think it would have been that authentic because I, I didn't have a dialogue coach. So I was like, 
trying to, I was listening to YouTube and asking yeah. friends and stuff like that. And then, but it wasn't going to be as authentic as me. And a lot of the things that I've gotten like in Instagram, like messages are people going like, in Venezuela, people are like, oh, I love hearing that accent. I never heard of that in a, in a, in an American show. That's so, really incredible, man. And to me, it's also more realistic because it's kind of like, why, you know, there's, why can't a Venezuelan or a person be working in a kitchen in LA? Yeah. Especially right now, you know, it makes more sense because of what's going on in Venezuela. More people are living, are living and becoming immigrants in other countries, especially in the U.S. So that makes more sense. So, yeah. yeah, it was it was so great to hear that. And to first of all, to see you in the show, to know you were on the show was so exciting because whenever it's somebody that I, I get extra hype. Yeah, when it's of course. I know. It's like when it's like when I see you, when I saw you on the Connors, it's, it's like it's always like like we're like, oh, it's a part of us there. I yeah. mean, because again, we are all in the same boat. We're all doing the same things. We're all trying to, to get to that other level. So it's like when you win, you know, I win. You know, I don't, it's more of like, or also if I can, and then even better if somebody, if, if one of us can help the other person. Yes, exactly. Forward. To me, that's even better. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the whole point of stuff like this and seeing something like Hintified with such an amazing cast of people so, I mean, it's a great story. It's a great cast of people. And seeing that stuff that we never got to see growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like and that, I like that. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Because I also, I also, a lot of things that I like about the show is that they were very realistic in, 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 uh, in their own, uh, from their own life. Because they're not trying to, what I like about the show is like, they're not, it's not like they're saying all Latinos are like this. They're saying, no, Latinos that were born in Southern California grew up this way which is different from you growing up in new york you know that would be a different show yeah you know what i mean so so that's what i like is like they're not trying to but that's the, the, the good thing too is like you're also showing how latinos were very which i always say were more similar than we think and we get connect because i see the show and i get connected a lot how you know with the grandfather and how they talk to each other even though i didn't grow up in southern california yeah. You know what I mean? so. yeah. yeah, family structure is still very similar throughout yeah. different sects of, of like different types of Latinos. Like you're going to see that same kind of family structure. And it's something that is so familiar to us that seeing it, whether it's a Mexican family, yeah. a Honduran family or a Puerto Rican family, we see that and we go, oh, my God, that's just like my tia. That's just like mm-hmm. my family. So yeah. I totally feel it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been good. And it was a great experience working with everybody there and uh, the, being on the set and with the, all the cast and everything. It was great. And hopefully they do another season and then hopefully they can bring you in there too. Oh, you know? my God. You know, that would be cool. If I could see, we could, I would love it if I could just do a show with all of my favorite people. Like, that's awesome. Awesome. The dream is to just create a show and have all my favorite people involved. Yeah, because to me, that's also what I think it shows. You know, like people don't realize that, but it shows on camera. When you have yeah. the, that's why the shows that are good that are, or that became hit shows, you could see the, the, the chemistry in those casts, like Seinfeld, for example, or even Friends, you know, there, I mean, it was, they liked each other, you know, it wasn't, if they didn't like each other, that show would not have been successful. It's very you true. Know, but even like the accuracies, because like, if you've ever worked in like a kitchen, for me, the importance of like watching those scenes was how real the dialogue was and even the personality. Oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have worked at a restaurant in the back mm. and so I was around those Oh, that's cool too. So hearing it, I was like, yeah, that's real. Like yeah. the yeah. real conversation that happens or those competitions, that's real. Oh, really? I, yeah, no. Like, you see, because I had never worked in a kitchen, so I had no idea. 
So yeah. that's kind of, that's also cool that that even makes it even because mm. I had no idea what I was doing. Oh yeah, yeah, no, like I once worked at this one restaurant where each there was at least seven of them in New York City, but each one of them had a kitchen staff. And so at the Fourth of July, um, like barbecue, they would do a soccer tournament, and all the kitchen staff would like compete against each other, which was the funniest thing you've ever wow, seen. Wow, I they never knew that. Crap. They, they would talk crap and then there was an award ceremony and they would sit there like so you know really it was so fun <laughs> I, I see the guys from that hintified kitchen as like those guys I'm like oh, wow. was, I would love to see them come back and probably like trickle into the story like outside of that restaurant yeah 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 because yeah. that was a really good like it was actually really great to see that in the beginning of the show because mm -hmm. it wasn't yeah. up until a point. It really set a tone that was really yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. I love the fact that you guys were trying when there that moment where you're trying to teach Carlos's character essentially how to be Latino because yeah, I used to I worked in a lot of restaurants, a lot of places, and that was always the conversation amongst oh, really? people who were from the island versus people that were from the states that were Latino, oh. and just seeing that moment of like. We're gonna teach you like the and the rituals yeah. that they're putting him through. It, I just it just reminded me of so many guys I used to work with, and I wow. loved that moment. I was like, oh no, I've been there. No, I've, I've been oh, there. that's so cool because I never had an experience working, you know, in a restaurant, not even uh, in any capacity. So for me, it was I was just you know telling you know doing what they told me. You know, even like when I had to chop and stuff like that. I don't know what I was Sometimes I would chop, they're like, no, you had to like chop like this or I was being too loud or I, there's okay. been a little role where I'm like, a friend of mine sent me, which is funny, is like where I'm like, I'm trying, I'm doing something in the in the scene, but I did I'm not doing anything. Like, I don't, like it shows like, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you don't even know what I'm doing. I'm going, I'm pretending it's like I'm Fisher Price. I'm going like, yeah, this is what I'm, you know, but, uh, but it's so cool to hear that because that like, you said they actually, you know, it was very realistic nailing yeah. that because I never thought it was as realistic as you as you guys painted out, you know. It's, especially like you're saying, the storyline between the one who was raised here. Because when I worked in the kitchen, I actually pretended not to know Spanish for a month. Mm. I did that on purpose because <laughs> I wanted them to talk crap. Ah, and funny. so they kept calling me wet and they would be like, she doesn't understand. She doesn't, and I would play it off. Oh. I would act like I didn't until... A month in, I finally had to like talk yeah. to somebody, and I said it. They were all like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> she knew the whole time. He's a spy. That's so funny! Wow. Sneaky, Catherine. That's so funny. I mean, you can't believe you did it for a month. So that's yeah. a long time. You got some serious commitment. I know. I would have done it for like an hour, and then I'd be like, ah, you know. But you went for a month. I mean, you're like a. Like a full 007 agent. Yeah. Like he's like, I changed my name. I'm like, I was like, whoa, like, <laughs> like social security is like, just because you didn't want to learn, you know. She was Katie Matthews. She's no longer Katie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have broken an hour too. I would have been, my temper would have got the best of me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop talking trash, son. <laughs> so we were also talking about um victor and valentino oh yeah and i'm which is funny because the one that i'm i'm gonna be in it's gonna come out like in i think in the ninth it's i do the role of uh walter mercado oh that's out of here yeah so 
So it's called Walter Pescado. Walter Pescado. Because <laughs> he couldn't use the name. But it's like, it's, so it's like I'm doing it. Because uh, I guess he comes to the town and he's like, uh, he's like a, this guy who's like uh, telling, you know, the signs that was going to happen to you. But it oh. turns out to be fake. But I'm doing the whole like, mucho, mucho amor. I'm doing all that stuff. So, which wow. is funny that like, you guys have because that Sagittarius, because I do, I remember growing up listening to, I mean, any Latino knows Walter Mercado. Yes, is, I mean, Walter if, he's, he's, such, he's such a thing that, you know, growing up, it doesn't matter if you grew up in Latin America or in the U.S. I mean, he was all over, you know. Yeah, I mean? said Walter Mercado and the baby moved. I'm not even joking. He was like. The which one? The baby. The baby. <laughs> the baby just oh. Moved. As soon as he said Walter Mercado, he was like. Like father, <laughs> he went like this. It's like, <laughs> he, did he look at different cameras? I was like, <laughs> okay, I have a really random question because we've all listened to what this say the sign that you have in his voice. Okay, um, um Sagittario, <laughs> te vienes, eh, you are. I don't know what I don't know what somebody, but I mean I just remember y te lo y espero que te dé mucha paz y sobre todo mucho 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 amor. Wow, very good, Walter Pescado. Walter, yeah, that's a Walter Pescado. It's not as as marcado, but more pescado. He's got a he's fishy. Wow, man. Yeah, so that's cool. I can't wait to because I shot that you know, like, uh, a year ago or something. So wow. I mean, wow. hopefully it's funny so. How these projects like get spaced out because you film something and then it doesn't show up for another year or two, which is why like you'll film something and people be like, oh, you look mad young. And I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah, yeah. had a hard life since then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was nine. <laughs> I was nine years old when I first did that. It just came out. <laughs> um, <laughs> You, but you're no stranger to animation, man. I mean, when one of your credits is real, what was it like working? Yeah, on? well, that was the first thing that I got uh, when I moved to LA, which was to me that's I, I believe in signs. I mean, going back to like you know more like more like because I read The Alchemist. I don't know if you guys read that. I love The Alchemist. So to me, that's my favorite book, yeah. and you know, it tells you about signs that life gives you signs. And uh, to me, that when, because I got that, uh, like, when I was three years into move. I mean, yeah, yeah, three years or two and a half years moving into L.A., and I was still work because I worked in an office, in an investment firm office, while I started doing comedy, because my thought was, like, yeah, I mean, I was realistic. I was like, well, if let me work here, yeah. you know, make money, because if I'm not good, if I'm not funny, then I, I mean, I'm still working here, and I can move back or stay here, whatever, yeah. But while I was, so while I got that, so one of the time um, I did the show with this guy and then he actually rec recommended me to the casting director of Rio. So while I was working in the office, I used to work in uh, where, uh, you know, where CAA is, uh, Century City, Gina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in those twin tower buildings, I used to work in that building. Oh, wow. So, and Fox is right there, Fox Studios. So they were having the auditions there. So I so when I got the audition, I actually was like, hey, I got to go to the doctor. So I went and I went to Fox and did the audition. Yeah. And then came back and then I had to go back a couple more times. So I could be saying like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. Yeah. And then, but I got the part that way without me. I mean, which is, and with no, I had no idea what I was doing. That was completely like, I went in and I, 
how it was funny was like I was doing the again it was a Brazilian uh, monkey mm-hmm. so I was practicing doing a Brazilian accent in English you know like having mm-hmm. a Portuguese accent in English and I go and do the audition like that and then the casting director was like what are you doing it's like I was like wow it's like you already have an accent it's like just talk like you it's like do you think Americans are going to know the difference between Portuguese mm-hmm. accent and your accent and I was like, oh, okay. So then I started doing my own thing. And that's when I was like, oh, cool. That's, that's good. That's so good. Honest. That is yeah. so honest. Yeah. Which is, I was like, oh, okay. And, the but I had no idea what I was doing. Other Venezuelan people that are going to go, he's not. That's not. Brazil. <laughs> that is the That's what I'm saying, right? It's like, nah, and that's Brazilian not. people are going, that's, nope. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> that's Wait, how, how long were you living in LA by that point? Two and a half years three years at most so it was i was still doing open mics i mean i was, I was still kind of like just slowly getting into that thing i mean i wasn't so that was like the first so that's what i said to me when i got that it was kind of like it sh- it showed me that i'm like oh i i am i kind of belong here because if i got this with no idea what the hell i'm doing it kind of gave me like all right then i guess i am i have some kind of talent you know in a way and 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 then and, and then you start thinking too. It's like, oh, this is gonna change my career. This is gonna change my life. And then obviously nothing happened either. So, but it, it, it I mean, in the reality, it helped me myself. But it didn't, you know, move it. But it did help me, like for example, get agents and a manager and stuff like that. So yeah, but, it moved uh, the needle. It moved the needle. Yeah, it's not the needle that you think it moves, but it does move. You know, wow. it's like thing that happens. I don't know if it happens to you, Gina, but all this stuff that we go through that we get one thing and we're like, Oh, this is the fan. And yeah. that's never the fan. Yeah. And then you did the thing. Like, this, never... this is going to be it. Nah. And then, and you then you're, like, yeah. wait, you're like, all right, nothing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's why to me is like, when you don't think it's the thing, that's the thing. When you really don't, I always go ready. back. Yeah. And also cause you're ready too. I think, I don't know. For me, one of the things I realized when I first, I, I'm, I perform at the comedy store. That's where I learned, to do stand-up in a way, basically. I worked there and I got past there. And when I got past there, I, that's when somebody, when they told me, I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't like, I was like, excited. I was like, okay, cool. Like I, cause I was ready, yeah. you know? So I feel like when you get stuff like that, that's when it really moves the needle because you were not, you're just ready to do it. You know? Yeah. There's always that element of like, Oh yeah. I felt like it was about time. Like, yeah. It's not not even in a cocky way. You're just like, mm. oh, yeah, I feel like this is home. I feel like I'm yeah. here. So. And that you can just go in and do it with that. Because I think when you get something and you're like nervous about it, it's because you're not, it's like, you're really not ready or you're not like, you know. And sometimes it's even better that you don't get those stuff because that could mess you up more if, you know, in a, for example, I, my first time doing pilot season, I almost got to be in a pilot and, and I, and now going back, I'm like, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I didn't even take any act. I didn't know any terms of like what blocking yeah. and nothing. So it's like, I, I would have gotten fired in the, just not because I was in talent, it's because I was so green. I didn't know what the hell yeah. I was doing. So in a way, I'm glad that I didn't, I th- and that's what I'm saying. It's like sometimes the people that are ready is because they're ready, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't matter the age. It's just they're ready and they, they, and they get successful because they were ready at that time, which is why like, it's, it's hard as an individual to see that just because you didn't get something like, 
that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like as yeah. an individual, you get upset, but when you have a moment to step back, and I think that comes that comes with age, that comes with experience. Maturity, yeah. Ability to like step back and be like, damn, I may not have gotten that, but who's to say that that was for me? Yeah. Sure. I always say the stuff that, that happens to you, it just, it's easy. It's not, you don't have to push. It's yeah. organic. It's kind of, same thing with relationships. Like if you're going, when you meet somebody, you go out with somebody, to me, it's like, if it's easy and organic, that's the ones that work. If you're trying to force somebody, hey, love me, like, that's not gonna, that's not gonna <laughs> love work. Me. Love me. <laughs> yeah, that's the ones that don't work out. It's like when, when you're in there, and it's always been the auditions that I have not over, like, overthought about, but, yeah. overdone, that I've walked in, that I've been like, all right, I'm gonna do this this way, and whatever happens, happens. And then let it go, and don't think about it. Those were always the ones where I had to- Those are the ones you get, yeah. Or I got I got the part, and it's like you always stand back. You're like, really? Like, like yeah. I didn't even I didn't even try. <laughs> like, yeah, and like, that's to me that's the thing. It's like because you didn't try. It's like people feel that. Like we're all connected. So it's like if you're not if I you go if you go into any audition, you have that. Nah, I'm just not to. It's not you're not showing off. Yeah, and you're not caring about the project. You're just being like, this is who I am, and that's it. People yeah. just connect. They're like, oh, I need to work with her because she's so real. That's you it. accept what's within your control, which is yes. I'm going there and I'm going to do this. And if it happens that I get it, great. If I don't get it, because all the times that I was like, I want this, yeah. I want this, I yeah, want this. Yeah, Those yeah. were the ones I never got. Anytime never. I was like, yo, yeah. I want this so bad. Never got it. Yep. It's compl- I, we're all the same. We're all yeah. the same. Every time the ones we want and the ones we're like, nah, I'm like, really? I got that? Like, I had no idea. And you know what happens? I'll watch the project that I really wanted that part and I'll see who they cast and I'll go, no, that was a good choice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I go too. I go the same thing. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, why would they? And that's the thing too. It's like, I think the more we experience, the more you know the business, the more you understand, oh, it's not personal at all. It's just like, it's completely like, hey, they, this works better for the story for the project or what you know or they need a name or whatever it just makes sense of like because you go back if you're doing your own show you know you could say hey i want francisco to be in this part but the other executives are like no we need this person because of this this is and that's probably going to be a better choice you know and even though you you, what are you going to do you got to go for the benefit of the project you know you yeah, gotta, you can't just put something just it's yeah, a sorry. job when you think about yeah. it in any situation in life you need to pick make the right choice yeah you know, sex there's money on the line i'm sorry but there's money on the line yeah. Yeah, i mean and so it makes sense you can't take it personal especially tv shows i mean you know how much money they invest on network shows or you know any show so it's like for you to get picked it's like literally it's like yeah. they're putting so much money behind you so it's a it's a very tough choice. It's not just like, hey, you know, do here's one. Do people in your life get more excited about that stuff than you do? Because I find that like my husband or like my family members, if they hear I'm going for a big audition, then they're the ones that are like, well, when are you gonna hear back today? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, my man, I did it and I'm done. That's, That's it. it. I, yeah. I control it. I assume if I don't hear from them, I didn't get it. Like, it's yeah. But it's also, I think, because they, we already been through so much. We know the, the process, so it's kind of like... like uh, we're jaded. Yeah, like, yeah completely jaded. jaded. So it's like, I think it's kind of like, even when you get, you're like, oh, that's cool. That's great that I, you know, I'm... And sometimes you don't want to be... It's not like you're, like, enthusiastic about it, but it's like you're just being more... Real, like a job. Yeah. I, uh, a friend of mine told me, he's like, 
a comic actor that works a lot and he gave me the thing that I would remember. It's like, yeah, when people get like some people pull, I got this audition, I got this, that. It's like, that's your job. That's like, you don't, if you have a normal job, like nine to five, you don't go like, I made it to the office today. Great. You yeah. know, like, it's like, yeah, you're supposed to go. That's your job. You know? So it's kind of like, if you get an audition, just do your best and that's it. I forget. That's part of the job, you know? And if you get a, a role in something, great. Post it when it comes out, when you're ready. Yeah. Cause yeah, you need to, we need to do our own marketing. But that's part of one thing. That's it, and then you move on to the next, you know. But you can't, you know. One, it's it's when when like you said, when you put so much pressure on one thing, and that comes with like not being, you know, when you're green, when you're the first time, because yeah. you think it's like that. You see it, it's like oh, it's gonna be like that. And no, most of the times, all these people that are young are because they started working when they were five years old. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they're like exactly. I was watching, I've been watching the show, uh, which is a great show on Netflix, uh, Money Heist, La Casa de Papel. I don't know if you've seen it. It's, um, it's just from Spain, but it's about a, it's a heist that goes, and the characters are it's really well done. It's like, it became like a world phenomenon. It's on the fourth season. But one of the girls that's on the show, she, she's been acting since she was five. You know, so it's like, Sometimes it's like we, th and that's the thing we have to realize is like, yeah, those people that are young, it's like they've been in the game for so long. It's kind of like, of course, when they get stuff, it's like they're, they're already going through the whole process of that. We are like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, well, okay. it's like with comics too. Like some of us are in the game 20 plus, and then people start hearing about us now, and they're like, oh, wow, like I've never heard of you before. Yeah. Where have you been? And you're like, I have several videos. <laughs> yeah. I have yeah. too much work on. Just go, go look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to me, those are the ones that actually, when that happens, that's when you really make a difference or make an yeah. impact because you you have the 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 experience to back it up. You Absolutely. know, like you've been doing it for so long. If you get like Netflix, hey, let's do a special and we're gonna do a show. Yeah, you're ready. You've been doing it. You know, it's like it's not like your first. Imagine you one year into it, like do that. It's not going to be good. Which is it's why when like, people get stuff too early on in their career and other people trash them, I'm like, why are you trashing this person? Like, if yeah. you were put in that position, you probably would have sucked. Yeah. You probably would have blew it. Or you probably yeah. would have messed it up. And who's to say that this person isn't ready according to whoever they're working with? Like, yeah. Yeah. you don't make the calls. Like, people, especially in comedy, with stand-up people love to do that. They love to look at people yeah. and go, man, you've been in the game like four years. You shouldn't be yeah. doing nothing. Like, what are you, the comedy czar? Like, <laughs> you the freaking god and decider yeah. of comedy? Oh, it's because your ego is involved. Of course. And you didn't get that year yeah. one. Yeah. So now you're mad. And I don't think age has to do, it's just, it's if who is you are ready in that, you know, like, because people are born, you know, it's a personality thing. Some people are born with like, with that confidence. Like for me, I was never confident growing up. I was always very introverted, very self-conscious. So I had to build my confidence to do comedy and to do all this stuff. So it, it's been taking me a while. But yeah. some kids are, they just, they have that confidence. So it's like for them, they get something when they're 18 and they can handle that is because they're ready in that point. Yeah. You know, so age is not a, to me, so you can't just, like you're saying, you can't just, you know be mad at somebody because they got it younger than you because well they're ready you know maybe for you you need a couple more years to get into that position yeah. i have a question ultimate goal like in your career francisco what is it ultimate goal uh become walter mercado no okay. uh, <laughs> you've done it <laughs> just be just start getting robes and stuff uh, every year he adds an iPhone. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just <laughs> started getting I'm sorry, Graham, like get the hair grown, you know. Uh, no, I think, I mean, ultimate goal is to, I think it's just to, I mean, because when we start, we're like, we, I just want to make a living, you know, and we are making a living, which is great. Yes, but then we're like, like the human nature, we're never satisfied. So I'm already satisfied that I'm doing something that I like, you know, but the, I mean, the goal would be to get in a position where I can, you know, be, be, help others, where I can actually, to me, I think that'd be the greatest thing, where I, where my name is enough to, if I see somebody that's like, that I believe in them, or they bring me an idea that I can, hey, you know what, uh, let's do it, you know, and put pe other people in that position. To me, that'd be the best thing, because if you get to that level, then obviously you did something good with your career because your name is already like if your name's attached to that project, it's, it's most like, you know, but to me, that'd be the best thing to be able to get to that position where you can help. Because I mean, like we, uh, Gina, know, we know so many people that were like, man, you're so talented. I wish, you know, like and they don't, you know, and I, I wish I could have that man, I at least put you in a position where you people can see that how talented you are, you know, yeah. so that'd be the best you know, that'd be the ultimate goal. Wow. Yeah, that's a great ultimate goal. Like that is. Yeah, because it's like, and also it's like, you're when you help somebody, you're helping yourself. I mean, that's why I don't get people. It's like, I don't understand this whole thing of like, not helping each other because it's like, we're all in the same, you know, game. And if you help somebody, that's going to help you. And even if it doesn't help you, just help somebody just to help them. You know what I mean? But like, but, but, but if you want to be the, the other way, if you want to see it the other way, helping people always is going to help you directly or indirectly. Yeah. You know, because so I think to me, and that's why I never, I may say that because when I started doing comedy, it was, I grew up in, or it was the opposite. It was like nobody wanted to help each other. Yeah. It was very like, very like, oh, I, I'm the one who gets it and nobody gets it. You know, and to me that was like, I, I never got it because I was like, I was like, I know I'm, I always like to be part of a team, you know, and, and when I first did, uh, I did CBS diversity thing. I don't know if you ever did that, oh, Gina. I, I didn't do it, but I did the NBC one, but I've heard of the CBS one. Yeah. yeah. So I did that like the, one of the first time, you know, when I two or third, you know, second or third year or whatever. And that's when I went in, I was like one of the last ones that they pick. I went in and I came in with this whole idea that like, oh, we're all made it. So we're all going to help each other. We're all part of a team. And the reality was that it was so like everybody was clicky. They all just wanted to put their, you know, just be the We're star in that. Yes. Please stay by the bell. Oh, yeah, was, I know that's true. Yeah, and I was like, wow, I can't believe. And it, and it it it, it kind of toughened me up. It was like, oh, okay, so this is how it's supposed, how it is, which kind of sucked until you start meeting people that are not like that, and then you start working with those people that are like, oh, they're not like that. But yeah. But it was a very like kind of thing. I was like, oh, why can't just, you know, everybody, we all made it. So like, why can't we just, everybody have, yeah, the, you know, be a team. There's always going to be the, the star in the team, but everybody can still be part of the team kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's why I've never liked comedy competitions though, because. Like, oh, no, no. I just. That's that tone of jealousy yeah. and competition and like, I'm going to be better than you. I'm going to try to smoke you off stage. And it's like, that's not, that's not well, a great attitude to have. Yeah, I want to talk to you something offline then later about it. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, well, we have a segment of the show that's like our last kind of portion of the show called Dear Gina. 
where our fans will write in and ask us advice on everything from love life to career to anything um, to regular life stuff. And then each of us will try to give them some advice. So uh, our dear Gina question for today, um, why do you think women trash talk their baby daddies, but then end up having a second kid with them? Um, this is an interesting question for me because I have people that I know that have baby daddy situations in their life. I've never experienced it. I've never experienced the baby mama situation. I know people that have. I think a couple points need to be made. One, there's always gonna be tension there. If there's a reason why this person is not in their life as a significant other and they're you know, the baby daddy or the ex. So there's always gonna be some tension there, but there's also familiarity there. So those are two points you need to remember. That person, obviously you had a baby with that person. So there was a connection there and probably a pretty solid relationship for you to go through and, and have a baby and know that you're going to share this responsibility with somebody. So there's always going to be a chance, whether you admit it or not, even if you trash talk your baby daddy all the time, that that familiarity is going to come up in your moments of vulnerability. And then when you're vulnerable and alone, you go to the things you know. So who do you know but your baby daddy? I think it's just part of the human condition. You're eventually going to mess up and go to your baby daddy. Who do you know? Out of all the guys out there, who do you know, lady? Your baby daddy. That's how you said it. You were like, we get it. We get it. It's the baby daddy. What do you think, Francisco? How would you answer that? No, I, I mean, I agree with Gina. I think it's like, it's one of the things that like, we, we can, it's like trashing a, a restaurant that you ate, but then you're like, ah, you go back again. Let me give him one more chance to see if, you know, or, yeah. and, you, and then, you, then you get food poisoning. It's like, well, uh, yeah. I knew it. But, uh, oh, yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, I do think it's that familiarity thing that even if you, it, it or uh, sometimes it happens when you're vulnerable, like you said, it's like when you meet somebody, you could, you could, you know, they're not good for you, but then you, in whatever they, some, they meet at a certain part or whatever, you, you're drinking, whatever, and then something happens again because of that first familiarity of it. So I think it's like, uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. That's what happens. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's good. I don't think, I don't think I always, my thing is always like whenever relationships to me is like, if like, I, I'm never been the fan of like, if let's say if we go out and then we break up because it just wasn't working. I, it's hard for me to go back to, or if somebody breaks up with me, you know, and they're like, yeah, cause I don't, I, if, and they went back. I don't know if it, I mean, it might be an ego thing, but to me it's like, no, that's it. We're done. It's like, and I don't, I don't real, I don't like, because you know what you had and, you, and now you want to go back again, you know, for, to me, that's where I go. Like, uh, I don't like going back oh, to people. You're yeah. so grown up. If that happens to me, I'm like, oh, so you want back in? Yeah, that's, that <laughs> I knew it. I was waiting for this I moment. was waiting for this moment where you were going to show up and ask to get back in this exclusive club. <laughs> yeah that's what I well I, I I mean I have I mean or when people go like let's be friends to me I don't I don't I don't I, or like ex-friend like yeah. I'm his girlfriend she's like let's be friends I'm like no I, I, I why like <laughs> it's just hanging now no yeah thing. it doesn't make Hard sense path. it's like it's it's fine it's we're done we move on <laughs> it didn't work it's have fine good light. Yeah. yeah 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 see for me I think that like the interesting part about that question is the talking trash thing, right? Because I think that like, it's a family thing. So I think that in families, we all talk trash about each other. Like in families, actual families. So once 
that person has become her baby daddy, he's now her family. It is part of her job to talk shits about him. Mm -hmm. The problem here is who she's talking to. Yeah. Right? Because the person who posed this question doesn't seem like a friend. Like if Gina was to ever have a baby daddy or I was, and we talked trash about it, I wouldn't be upset. I'd yeah. be like, okay, tell me all the trash. And then she's like, Catherine, I made another mistake. Having this other kid, I would be like, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you can still talk trash about him, but clearly you like having sex with him. That's yeah. what your brain is going to do. I think the real thing is that they're looking at the person like family. And that's the familiarity. That's the part of that. Yeah. It's like you talk trash within family, your sisters or whomever. I think the problem is when you put it on social media. When you like tweet uh, yeah. about it, like you look a fool. You look silly. Well, anything that you put on social media that's like too, I mean, I don't agree with any too personal to anything or that you're telling secrets or whatever. It's like, why? It's like, just talk to the person, call them, whatever, you know. You know, but it's like, I don't, I just, I see people, like, especially younger people, they put this stuff online of like, why? Why, I mean, like, why are you telling people who you are? Like, it's like, it's like, you're, you're just basically letting yourself go, hey, I'm a crazy person. It's kind of like somebody like, here's my diary of all my secrets and you can read. I'm like, no, just keep that to yourself. Judge me and stalk me, um, all my information. Uh, These are my family members. This yeah, is my significant other. Like you're giving them all the information they need to take you down as a human being. Like people post way too many personal. Too much, things. or they're like, "Give me, give you a house tour." It's like, yeah, you're basically giving a tour on how to getting kidnapped. Yeah, <laughs> hey, here's a window. You can open. Here's the a code. Always open. For some reason, we can't close <laughs> it. <Yeah. laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't like um, too much information on any kind of social media platform is wrong, and also subliminals on social media platforms are stupid what are you a child like why are you airing your business out you got a problem that's passive aggressive just deal with the person don't wait for them to get the clue that you posted about them because there's like five different people that are going to think it's about them anyway because they're easily butthurt nowadays yeah you want to say something be more direct about it but i do agree cat like it's a real problem when you post it on social media because you just put yourself on blast. Now, if y'all ever got back together, it's a wrap. Now, if you're pregnant again with his kid, everybody's going to judge you. We're talking about strangers, like not even your close friends following you. You I look at social media, like treat social media the way you treat your mother. If I'm not ready for my mother to dislike him, I'm not going to say anything because the minute she dislikes him, I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. It's over. That's good. She can't work out. See? So say nothing because I literally say nothing to her until it's time. And by then I have nothing to say. So So I'm not going to actually post it. So basically it comes down to if you say nothing, there will be no problem. So stop talking trash about your baby daddies if you depend on letting them smash again. I know. Yeah, especially that. Have you ever felt like you talk trash by mistake? or posted something that could have been trashy towards somebody you were seeing? Or somebody you're seeing at the moment or an ex? Like, cause sometimes I'll post things and I just think it's funny, but people think, yeah. oh, this is about so-and-so. And you're like, no, it's just funny. That has happened yeah. where I've said something and somebody hit me in my DM like, oh, is this about, not even in my DM, somebody commented once and I had to delete their comment and straighten them out and be like, yo, don't ever put, my man on blast like that again like i really had to be like don't ever do that shit again like it wasn't 
that's not cool. I don't, I don't know what you thought it was, but it's not like that. And I had to correct somebody. That's on you as an individual. If you're, if that's interpreted, then you either take that post down or you get ready to go to war correcting people. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's, it, I, I, I think as a comic, I think, or, you know, I was trying to make people laugh. So I think putting stuff out and people might see it as like, you're talking trash, but at the end of the day, it's like, oh no, I was just trying to just have a joke, just something funny, you know, it has nothing to do with somebody. But then, but again, that's the thing when you put something out there anybody can take it how they want it even jokes people can take i mean i've gotten people have you know like, uh, dm me or come because of like hey what are you trying you make fun of you you know it's like no it's just a joke it had nothing to do with you know so every that's the thing every, everybody's gonna have their own opinion in, in yeah. social media you can put uh uh anything you can put a baby uh smiling and then people are gonna dislike it ah, nah, i don't like that baby, why is that baby, a baby. Not wearing a hat are you guys outside do you know if that baby yeah. is allergic to yeah. pollen why is it holding a flower and you're just like i hate all of you i hate all yeah. of you it really so. spontaneously combust I hate all of you. <laughs> um well thank you for joining us today um i want you to let, just let everybody know where they can find you where they can find your work whatever your stand-up um, and whatever projects you're promoting, just let people know. Right now, well, I can give you a tour of the house so you can find me. You know, <laughs> uh, you my address. Uh, no, I mean, well, uh, social media you can uh, and on Twitter at Francisco Ramos and on Instagram at F uh, Ramos Comedy, and then um, and then well, I mean, stand up. You know, when we start, when we, when we're able to do shows, I'll start putting. <laughs> this stuff on my website uh you know shows and stuff like that and then um and then yeah keep watching uh Hentify, keep watching you know uh, vitra valentino and stuff like that hopefully those shows get a second season and hopefully they want me back and then you know that'll be the the best best case scenario but yeah thank you for having me that was so much fun and also check out francisco's entreno special if you guys have HBO, uh, yes check it out he's in season one episode four i believe yeah yeah you can check him out. That's right. My friend, Francisco on Entrenos. Catherine, tell the lovely people where they can find you. Um, why do I not know any of my social media ever? <laughs> At Catherine G. Mendoza on Instagram and TikTok and TikTok. I, I was going to say TikTok too, but I was like, I felt like, I was like, I don't want to say it because I don't know if I, because at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know if about you guys, but like, I feel like, you know what I feel? I feel like a chaperone and a middle school dance. And yeah. I'm going like, when I'm on TikTok, I'm like, hey, that's a cool dance. And people are like, what are you doing, sir? I'm like, what? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm just, yeah, it's like, sir, you should not be here. But like, I want to be here. But you know? know something? Right now, that's a great TikTok. That yeah. little moment is a yeah. fantastic TikTok. <laughs> that's so yeah. relatable. It's so real. <laughs> that's the only reason I noticed I only follow anybody over 30. Um, Latinos and mm -hmm. millennials, it's always the same content. It's mm -hmm. all the same things. I'm like, oh, so old people on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and then Latinos. And I also, I think one thing I realized is like band Trump being more much, it's like, because it's everything, there's always going to be a new thing. So I was like, let, I, I'm just going to, I mean, we're in this, we're, we're calm, we're in the social media world. We're like, we need to be, even if we don't, we have to be in there. So I was like, let me just join in and see what I'm going to try to find and do. But it's like, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out, but you know what it is. But did you see like a bunch of uh, you know even big celebrities are still doing it because you know, that's that's a hot new thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah, so you're TikTok. You're in TikTok. TikTok. I'm I'm never gonna get over how he said TikTok. By the way, when I said TikTok, he said TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I was gonna say it, and then I was like, "Hold up, wait a minute." It's a chat. What's your What's your TikTok? It's F Ramos comedy. Same thing. And yours is still Catherine G Mendoza on uh, TikTok. Yeah, because I've always had the most absurdly long name in life. I expect <laughs> people to remember my initial and the dot. So extra. So extra. <laughs> Kathy, wait, what's your Twitter? I'd love to try to do it. And I, Kathy Grace 24, is that it? Yes, yes. Oh, I'm so nice with it. I know your socials. You do not. That's Catherine's Twitter, Kathy Grace 24 on Twitter. You guys know you can find me at Gbrion on Instagram, Gina Brion Comedy dot com or dot net either or takes you to the website uh you can check out my hbo special easily offended and i have a project coming out on amazon an hour special coming out called the floor is lava i'll get you guys information on that as soon as i can uh it's coming out soon though so be prepared to watch me on on my phone uh i always like to end the show with a piece of advice that my mom gives me to this day when life is throwing a lot at you and i know we're dealing with a lot right now so take it one catastrophe at a time people until next time, deuces. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye. Hi, thank like you for that. having me, Gina. Nice to meet Bye. you. Bye. Nice to meet you, Catherine. Thank you. Bye. 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 Do it like that. Yeah. You the kind of chick that's ready to fight back. Yeah. Looks damn good, but really she type bad. Mm-hmm. Go to sleep, I call him my nightcap. Born killer. You a born killer. Mm. Go on, get him. Go on, go on, get him. Mm.